Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We got a new cover photo, thanks to my wife, and um, just past 320 episodes, which is pretty exciting. I don't know why that's a milestone, but it seems like, man, we did it, 320. Great job. Um, thanks to all our listeners. Uh, I want to read to you today from Philippians chapter 2, uh, and I'm going to read uh, partially in the King James and then in the Amplified, and I'm going to read from verse uh uh, verse 12 and it says wherefore my beloved wherefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is god which works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure here we see the the cooperation between us and god we see that we have our side of working out our own salvation, and then we see we have God's side. If you read verse 13 by itself, it would make it seem like, hey, whatever God wants comes to pass. Yeah, God is in control. He's working out his own, he's working out his own will. He does of his own good pleasure. But you see the previous verse talks about our part of working out our own, our own salvation. It's like you, you, you have the choice to give the the permission slip to God to do what he wants to do in your life. And so us working our own salvation is saying, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, do it. Where we don't resist the Holy Ghost. Many people, you know, I was listening to this song, and it's a song that I actually really like some of the lyrics to. It's a song called, I'll get myself in trouble here, song called Remembrance. And um, man, there's a line in there that I love, and it talks about where would I be, if it, I'm paraphrasing, where would I be if it wasn't for the Lord? I think about what the Lord has done. And, and, but then there's another line where they say, if ever I should lose, lose the faith, if ever, if ever I should lose my way, if ever I deny your grace, remind me. And I, and I cannot sing that lyric. I can't do it because I'm never going to deny Jesus. I'm never going to lose my way. Because you know what? The truth is, if I lose my way, that means that 10 steps back, I've been resisting the Holy Ghost. It's not like you're heading in one direction and all of a sudden you're off the deep end, not serving God. The Holy Spirit, it's like being a parent. You know, as a parent, I see um, my son, you know, he's six months old, so he's not really in the spanking area yet because he doesn't understand. But you see kids with that get attitudes, and although maybe they'll obey their parents, the attitude is what needs to be spanked because the attitude produces. If you can't change the attitude in the child, you, you won't change the action. You can, you can correct an action and tell them not to do it, and they can sit in the corner and sulk. And that's just as bad, if not worse. So you change the attitude. The Holy Spirit comes to correct us, to change the attitude, to change the things that will lead to the big falls falling off. So that song, if ever I d- deny the faith, if ever I lose my way, means that for the, for the last 10 months and to a year, I've probably been resisting the Holy Ghost. And I refuse to do it. The Holy Ghost is there to help me, and He's there to keep me. Man, some people just sing garbage. Uh, that's just a little side note. I like the problem is I like that song so much. Like I play it and there's one part that I like so much. And then we get to that part and I'm like, how do you put something so contrary to my life and our life as a Christian? Like, Lord, I just want to warn you that there come, may come a time that I may deny what, what are we doing here? You know, imagine that in a vows, you know, sweetie, I pledge to ma- uh, be married to you and to till death do us part. But if I ever forget about this and I cheat on you, please just remind me of the good, t- what do you mean? It, she would she would leave you at the altar if you did that. And yet we sing these songs to God. Come on, people, let's do better. <laughs> oh boy, let's move on. Do all things 
For it is God which works in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Interesting that one of the the keys to being blameless is to not complain. Let's keep going. Holding forth the word of life. This is what I wanted to get to in a little further down. Holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. You know, there comes a point where you begin to look at your life and you say, what, what is my life counted for? I'm going to read that in the Amplified. It says, holding, holding out to it and offering to all men the word of life. You know, he's talking about how that we can be, um, we, we're, we're seen as bright lights in this dark world. By how? By holding out to and offering to all men the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may have something of which exultantly to rejoice in glory. If you're one of the people like me that tended to be a little more shy, you know, and you hear things like, you know, at all times preach the gospel and if necessary use words, stuff like that is meant to keep people from preaching the gospel. The only way that we shine in this crooked and perverse generation is being Christians who stand up for what they believe and defend it, even unsolicited. You know, if you're in a place where someone starts saying something against the Bible or Christians, where you, you're willing to, to st- stand up and say, no, listen, that's not the way that goes. Someone who speaks against the Bible speaks against Jesus, where, where you can stand up and, and be a person who offers the word of life. You let, you let the light shine. Being a Christian is a commitment. I believe the more I the more I read the Bible, I believe being a Christian is a commitment to defend the things of God. Not that we have to defend God, but to stand up. No, you're not going to do that. In the same way, if I walked into a room and someone was insulting my wife or my family or my brother, you, you're going you're gonna to catch it from me. You, I've had people say something about my brother, like, come to me, you know, your brother did this and did this, people that work for us. And I'm like, I'm the wrong one. You, you're going to catch more heat from me, you know, saying that about my brother than you would from my brother saying that about him to his face. Because I, I'm, you, you don't talk about my brother. He, he's in the same way. You don't talk about the Lord. You, uh, you don't talk against him. You choose to stand up. The only way that we shine as bright lights is by holding out to it and offering to all men the word of life. Get comfortable that your life as a Christian is one where you preach the gospel and you share the good news of the gospel for the rest of your life. And then he says here, he talks about running in vain. That, that I haven't run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and it, if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and rejoice with you all. For the ca- same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. You know, the, Paul, you reach a place in your life where you say, what is my life counted for? If today was the final day on, my earth, on, on the earth and I couldn't get any more reward, what, what's the lasting fruit in my life? And you begin to look around. Paul understood when I look at the church at Philippi, when I look at the church at Corinth, them, them staying the course is the proof of my ministry. If at the end of my ministry, all I have is books that I wrote and, and messages that I preached and no fruit from it, no one in heaven, you know, no one who's gotten radically saved, who's now continuing on and also winning souls. When, when the people that you get saved are, are now getting other people saved, then you can look and say, this is fruit. And, and so you look... And you begin to inspect your life and say, if today was my final day, do I have fruit in heaven? Am I winning souls? And you know, the more we, the closer we get to the return of Jesus, the more I'm going to talk to you about winning souls. So if you've decided you're not going to win souls, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. Because there really is no other, that is called the Great Commission, not 
a suggestion, the great commission. It's the one thing, you know, Jesus gave instruction, go tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power and far and high. And then you're going to go into all the world and you're going to preach the gospel, signs and wonders. Like it's, it's the thing to do for the disciples of Jesus. And so God's called us to have lasting fruit. And then verse um, 19, but I trust in the Lord to send Timothy shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. And then verse 20 says, for I have no one like him, no one of so kindred a spirit who will be so genuinely interested in your welfare and devoted to your interests. For all other, for the others all seek to advance their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. But Timothy's tested worth, you know, how as a son with his father, he has toiled with me zealously in serving and helping to advance the good news of the gospel. Man, how awesome. What a, what a testament to the life of Timothy. Of all the compliments you can get, here Paul says, I, I don't know anyone like him. Everyone seeks to do their own thing. But Paul, but Timothy, he, he, he wants to advance the kingdom of God. You know, if, if anything could be said about my life, let it be that. Let it be that in a, in a time where people were so self-focused, there was somebody in Tampa, Florida, who sought the kingdom of God. And I believe that can be, for, that, that can be your story too. But you know, we actually have to take account. And so when I, some of these podcasts, I'm going to be honest, some of these podcasts that I do, they're, they're, they're actually messages that need to be preached, not podcasted. So it comes across one way, but I, you know, this is like a message you preach. Who are you seeking? And this is what it talks about in Matthew 6, where Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. People get so caught up in, in worrying about their financial future. And, 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 you know, especially when it comes to ministry, people, oh, you got to have a backup plan. You got to have something. You know, Paul built tents. You got to have a business established. No, you got to do what God tells you to do. Paul built tents in one area that he went to to provide for himself. In other areas, he went and they 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 provided to him for, by offerings. So it's it's yes, he had something available, but it wasn't always that way. He actually said, "Looking back, I've robbed you by not giving you the opportunity to provide for my needs." So so I mean that whole thing. But you look. And you ask yourself, whose interests am I seeking? We, we, we should look at our life today and say, whose interests am I seeking? Am I seeking my own interests? Or am I seeking God's interest? I want to tell you, when you seek the Lord's interest, it's not boring. I've had so many conversations with people. You know, I thought, you know, I was n- nervous to give my life fully to God, fully surrender, because I thought he's going to make me be a missionary to China and go live in a hut. First of all, God, the Bible says he gives us the desires of our heart. I hate it when I hear people preach. Yeah, you know, the last thing I told God, I would never go be a missionary. And now look, I'm a missionary. Like God's this evil person that's just waiting for you to you to give him his life, your life so he can make you do what you hate to do. You're going to have to marry an ugly woman and, and go move to China, right? Like God is good. God, God puts desires on the inside of us. Now, some of us have an idea, you know, I want to grow up and play video games, or I want to do this, and God's got a different idea. But I want to tell you that if your heart is engaged for the kingdom of God, whatever God gives you to do, you'll love it. You'll, you'll be engaged. You'll love the people. If you find yourself in a place where you're in the ministry and you hate the people you're with, either you took a misstep or there's just something wrong with your heart. You shouldn't hate people. You should, you should learn, Holy Ghost, help me to love people. But God will give you something that you love. I was just thinking about this yesterday. Someone asked me, they said, hey, are you, are you doing the healing school? And I've been doing the healing school here in Tampa since 
October. We do one uh, usually once a month, and it's a two week session. And I and I thought about it. I said, yeah, we've been doing it since October. I just said, you know, it's the best thing that I've ever done. It's it's my favorite thing that I've ever done in my life. Of all the things that I've done, the years of sales, the everything that I've done, healing school is the best thing that I've ever done. You know, and on the outset, when I first started it, I had an excitement, but at the same time, I had a nervousness. But man, I can't wait till we start. We start August 10th again here in Tampa, August 10th through 21st. And and it's the best thing. And I love it. And I can't wait till the next phase of what God has. You know, I know this is not going to be a forever thing, but but I see, I mean, I could see healing schools being set up all across the world, different churches launching healing schools, especially now. You see it now. You know, if there's ever a time to have the Word of God settled in your heart in regard to healing, it's now. And so you start. What people, a little side note, what people don't realize with healing is like, it isn't just, oh, I believe or I don't believe. You know, you build, the Lord will put books, the Lord will put subjects on your heart to study so that you can build yourself in that area. And so you can get versed in that area. So when an attack comes, you're ready to go. Not like you're you're you have your sword and it's in the sheath and you don't or you don't even have the sword in that area. You don't even have the word of God in that area. But that you have it ready to go. So when an attack comes, whether it's on you or somebody else, that you're ready to go. You know, there was a time if you hear of someone who gets in a car accident or something, where you think, man, I hope they don't make me go pray for them. Where now you hear about someone who's sick and 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 I'm like can I go pray for them? Can, can, is it okay? Are they letting people in hospitals now? What is the difference? The difference is a revelation of, of what I carry because of what Jesus did. And it isn't, I'm a vessel, but I carry the power of God for healing. But I parry, carry the power of God for deliverance. I carry the power of God to, to, to set the captives free. It's what God has placed on my life. He said it. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said that about me. And so you, you choose to build up in the word. But ask yourself this as we wrap up this podcast today. Whose interest am I serving? You know, that's a question that we ask through our life. And there's small adjustments. Life with the Holy Ghost is like bowling, a bowling alley with the bumpers on. You know, you're heading in one direction. And sometimes you can just start to head off to the left. And slowly but surely, you're going to go in the gutter. But the, the Holy Ghost bumps you back. So there may be areas of your life where you say, you know what? I haven't been engaged. I haven't been as engaged. I haven't been spending time studying. I haven't been... I've been serving my own interests. There's something that I'm doing that's selfish. This time now, for young people listening, this time now, that you decide to be a person of full effort. You decide to be a person who studies, who, who, who you, you take 30 minutes a day, you take an hour a day, and you start putting aside a time to seek God, to, 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 to press into the things of God in the Word, in study. And you'll look, maybe not in a week, maybe not in two weeks, but you look, down the road, you've created habits, that's put you ahead and, and, and as a vessel that God can use. Whose interests are you serving? I choose today. Holy Spirit, show us in our lives where we can better serve your interests. Lord, the only thing that's going to matter is what we did for your kingdom. Lord, we love you. We honor you. I thank you for every person listening. Lord, be about them as a wall of fire. Protect them, help them, and keep them. Bless them, Lord. Strengthen them. I call in a harvest of souls for every person. I call in a harvest of finances now in Jesus' name. Supernatural increase for every listener in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining.